Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Ellie Danker. It is time now for The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. And it's an interesting situation we're in, all right? We've been looking at the US earnings. That's sort of wrapping up. And now we're in the thick of Singapore earnings with quite a few major ones coming out this week. Yeah, lots of headlines to digest out of the earnings from the US. We've been seeing how some companies have been rather cautious, cutting back on hiring, in some cases even cutting jobs. And some other companies talking about possible headwinds on the horizon with rising interest rates, a stronger US dollar. But you do have some companies remaining upbeat on prospects as things normalize, border restrictions ease up and borders open up. So that's a bit of a mixed tone coming through from the earnings season so far. And we are right in the thick of it in Singapore. Uh, this week alone, the ones watch out for will include Ascenders Reed and Great Eastern tomorrow. Mm. On Wednesday, OCBC and DBS. On Thursday as well, Starhub and Wilma. And on Friday, Sankam Industries and Venture Corp. Let's get a bigger picture from Carmen Lee. She is the head of OCBC Investment Research. Morning, Carmen. How are you doing today? Hi, morning, everybody. Great. Carmen, great to have you on. Now, let's get your take first on the takeaways so far from the earnings season. What have you been hearing and noticing in terms of trends playing out? I think this round is still very early days yet because I think we just started last year with the uh, big cap reads as well as maybe perhaps only one bank. And the rest of it will perhaps filter in uh, much later on. But so far, the picture so far is quite good. I don't think there's any like negative guidance. And unlike in the US, I think we have not heard any like job cards. I mean, mm. I, I mean maybe a bit of a cautious tone, but definitely uh, if you look at the healthy economy so far, I think the employment rate is still very high. So which means that actually um, the situation is somewhat more shielded versus perhaps the US or Europe, whereby I think the clearly seeing um, more signs of uh, recessionary uh, factors coming to the market. Yeah, like pointing out, there is a bit of a slowdown playing out in some parts of the world. We've got some forecasts, for example, from IMF, the ADB, and even some of the banks have been cutting global growth projections. How will that play out for corporate earnings and what sort of slowdown are we looking out for? Yeah, as you rightly pointed out, I think uh, global growth has been cut quite sharply. As of last year, actually, end of last year, projection was still for about 4.5% uh, global growth. By now, it's about 3%. And now we're talking about a significant 1.5% cut in terms of global growth. So it's very much uh, what the rest of the agency have done, including the level of the IMF and all the rest. Similarly, mm-hmm. uh, here, we also cut uh, our economic forecast. But uh, having said that, in terms of the corporate earnings, we've actually been cutting it quite gradually as well, too. Uh, but more importantly, I think the cuts have more been for the higher growth growth companies rather than the more what we call defensive stable sort of uh, economy companies. So I would like to call the first group maybe growth companies and the second group, group more the uh, value companies. So growth companies growth have actually been slashed a lot more, largely because of the whole high interest rate environment, the whole disruption to supply chains and also the, um, the high inflation also means that high import costs for uh, import costs and input costs for most of the companies. That will include not only just the energy, we also include some of key matters, etc. etc. So for the higher growth sort of company and some of the companies which are more in the industrial space, we can actually see that the earnings have been cut more significantly. But you're talking about more somewhat more defensive sort of sector, like perhaps even like property or so, the earnings have not been cut as dramatically. Also largely reflecting the fact that their earnings are a lot more defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a big theme I think is um, going to be rising interest rates. How will this play out for company earnings um, when you look at how some of the businesses might be uh, more cautious about borrowing? Uh, it could lead to some loans growth destruction and just tightening up purse strings altogether. Will that be a significant impact when it comes to rising interest rates? 
Definitely. I think if you look at it, a lot of companies, especially those which are very highly geared, they're going to obviously see a huge increase in terms of their borrowing costs. But again, to be reflective of the Singapore environment, I think most of the companies here are fairly mature mm. and uh, the borrowing level is actually a lot more significant and more well-controlled. Even for the REIT space, I think there's a cap to how much they can borrow. Mm. So on that front, uh, I think we're a lot more, Singapore stocks are in fact more about protected versus perhaps some of the regional or even global companies. But having said that certain sectors will benefit more than others. I think if you look at the banking sector, usually in a higher interest rate environment, the interest income will actually improve quite significantly. So that is one of the positive. But on the flip side, obviously, if you look at it, then the uh, property companies tend to be a bit more affected largely because mortgage rates do go up. But again, don't forget, Singapore has seen a series of uh, property cooling measures in the last decade or so. And all these measures have ensured that uh, the borrowers are actually not overly geared. So in our current environment where everyone is still very uh, healthily employed, I think that even in a higher interest rate environment, mm. most households are still able to service their um, loans, which means that it's not going to be like the situation you saw 20 years ago. So when we have a high interest rate, meant that actually a lot of people will be under significant pressure to actually either sell or to look for alternatives in terms of trying to ma- manage their mortgage rate payments. Yeah, Carmen, that kind of reflects a bit of resiliency playing out in Singapore. Quite effective of how many investors are flocking in Singapore as a bit of a safe haven place for investments. Yep. So, yeah, today, in fact, our market has outperformed most of the original, even some of the global markets. Uh, and you've seen that most of the global markets are down almost between like 15 to 25%. Well, so, our market here today is still fairly flat, and that is a really significant outperformance. And within that space, I think there's still, there's still quite a lot of um, opportunities to look out for. And I think that even in an environment where it's still going to be very uncertain, hmm. investors will still care about dividend yields. And so if you take a look at the Singapore market now, on average, just based on the STI component stock, the average dividend year has actually improved tremendously to almost close to 5%. That is like from a base of maybe 35 3.6% for a 10-year period to now almost close to 5%. So I believe that there's still that preference for you. And if you look at some of the results that have come out recently, fortunately, uh, the companies have not cut their dividend payout. That's quite a positive sign as well. Yeah, positive for Singapore. And if you look at your Singapore strategy, um, what is the current way to play Singapore right now? What are valuations like uh, for Singapore? Valuations are actually quite attractive, despite the fact that we are outperformed, but uh, do bear in mind we flat year to date, right? So on that basis alone, the um, price to book is actually quite attractive, below 10-year historical average. On a price-to-earnings ratio, it's almost close to uh, historical low as well, too. So I think there are a lot more opportunities. Uh, we started the year looking at companies, and of course, at the beginning of the year, valuations are so expensive. We had a very small list of stocks that we kind of like. But because of the current correction in the market, it's actually turned out a lot more uh, investment opportunities. Going to be the very volatile period for the next two quarters, where I think we'll get a lot more of the uh, high inflation numbers coming in, and on the flat front, we're quite uncertain about how many more hikes will take place. I think some of market is actually a nice, um, what we call diversifying sort of factor, but you should have part of that as your portfolio because the defensive nature of the companies, plus the fact that the uh, dividend yield is interesting, are some of the key factors that will still support Singapore market in the next two to three quarters. Okay, some resiliency for Singapore markets ahead to watch out for. We've been sharing Carmen Lee. She is the head of OCBC Investment Research. Carmen, thanks for your time this morning, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thanks. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.